Steph, here we are. How's it going? Really good. Yeah, really good. Really good. I had to you, scan my morning. Yes, scan the morning, scan your week. I we this podcast will go live shortly after you have celebrated your first annual general meeting as the president of the International Coaching Federation for the Vancouver yeah. chapter. Can we yes. just pause? celebrate and tell me how it feels. It feels really great. It was in person and virtual. I'm officially the president this year. I stepped in halfway through the year to support our leadership of a board. It's all brand new to me. Like this is new, you know, and seeing the coaching community yesterday, I met a lot of different people. And, you know, the one question we ask each other is what type of coach are you? And that is so fun because you get to practice saying the type of coaching that, you know, the coach that you are and what you're passionate about. The annual general meeting went really well. Seeing people face to face was so fun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I stood up there and I said to everyone, like, just honestly, I said, honestly, every day on this board, we can feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. And it's such a good thing to remind ourselves that we are successful. Just mm. even thinking that means mm. that we really care. So, you know, I'm just really looking forward to 2023 with new board members coming on and the returning ones. I think it'll be a really good year for coaching in BC. Wow. It's really special. I mean, you came on, I remember you getting appointed as a VP and there were some interesting personalities and different personalities happening. And you just so took on what it meant to be a leader. And now you're the president of ICF Vancouver. And yet, I mean, like giving your speech and it's in-person and it's virtual. And how would you even answer that question? What kind of coach are you? Because I would like you to answer it. And then I wish I was like a bird on your shoulder that got to echo a few other pieces. Can you tell our listeners how you would answer the question first before my bird voice comes in? <laughs> like, how do you put all of the things that you do into a sentence? It's just exactly. like everyone works on that, right? We teach that at the Corker yeah. Collective. So what I say is officially I'm a business and leadership coach as well as an executive coach. I focus on the transformation of a human being. I mm. focus on what's most important for people in their lives. Mm. Ah, that's, you know, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Like how, yeah. how, and then, you know, one woman is a coactive coach and she's learning to be a trainer. And I'm like, ah, as soon as someone says I'm a coactive coach, I can see because I've been through that program, the depth and breadth that they have mm. and are able to coach. So it's interesting the more you mm. go into coaching, when someone says what they do, you kind of know their experience. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed that. That's a mic drop. I don't get to be a bird on your shoulder. And I want to share being on the other side of experiencing you as a coach and your work as president. One thing that really struck me was when you said many people can consider themselves coaches. They think that if I can ask you questions or if I can read the coach approach, <laughs> I can show up as a coach. And it's like saying anyone can massage your shoulders. 
and say that they're giving you a massage and you might go to see a registered massage therapist for a certain massage. And then you might go to see a cranial sacral massage therapist. And then you might see a very specific therapist for a certain area of your body that needs special attention. And that is the space they focus on. And I see that within coaching that some people might want to identify as a coach and ask questions. And that's like getting a shoulder massage. And other times you might want an RMT to go a few layers deeper and to realize the depth that comes with that and the language and quite frankly, like the true transformation. So Mm -hmm. I just want you to feel so celebrated and acknowledged for the coach that you are, for your commitment to ongoing education in this space. And now for being the leader that you are, because I cannot imagine what it would be like to lead a group of coaches (laughs) with all due respect, with all due respect. It's fun. Thanks, Steph. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I have something special I want to riff on because while you're the president of ICF, I had the opportunity to speak with a very interesting client and I wanted to tell you about it. And I thought it would evoke conversation between you and I, and hopefully for our listeners to take home and consider as well. I spoke with a CEO who said that she started a consulting practice, you know, about a decade ago, or maybe a little bit less than a decade ago. And she said, but in order for you to really understand who I am, I need to tell you where I'm from. And she is from Ontario, a small town in Ontario, and she grew up on a farm. And she shared that growing up on a farm made her realize the importance of the rain, the necessity of a neighbor, and the value of community. And she said that that helped inform her other life choices that came after that. She chose to go to a very fancy university and she said, ah, they don't really understand community. She then chose to go and work at a very, let's call it stuffy organization And she said, they don't understand the power of the rain. These are things that aren't important. And, you know, through a series of events has now gone on decades later to create this company. And I was really stopped in my tracks because I look to you as the neighbor everyone wishes they had. I look to myself and you on our relationship with rain, with the weather. And I think the corporate collective literally stands for community. And if we were to look through that filter, the rain or the weather, thy neighbors and our community, what comes up for you? This is a a rhetorical question for our listeners. Mm. It's like, how would you rate your life? How would you grade your life through the lens of my relationship with the rain neighbors and community? And I think it's a really interesting scorecard. It's a really interesting question to ask. And I want to pose the question to you of what is important to you in those three umbrellas and what comes up for you when I share that story. I think about you who has collaborated with your neighbors and done like bookshelves and used to weed the garden. So like, yeah, you are the ultimate neighbor as well. (laughs) I think it's interesting when you move locations and start all over again and get to know neighbors you know, and then you slowly will find the ones that you are there to support the ones that want more privacy, the one, you know, I know that I live somewhere where I want to be friendly, where Mm -hmm. I want people to feel welcomed, where I want all of the kids in the neighborhood, if their parents aren't home to know that they have a place to come to where they can eat, where they're safe, where they can play. 
I want to be helpful. I want to borrow sugar. I want them mm-hmm. to come borrow sugar. Like all of the things, yeah. you know, we did get sick and my neighbors dropped off soup for us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I reached out just this week to my neighbors going, who has babysitters? Cause we don't, where kids are getting older. We don't really use sitters. And I was like, mm-hmm. who has a sitter? And they're like, or you just bring your kids to my house. So I think that's what comes up around neighbors. And I also am unattached if there's neighbors that don't appreciate us, you know, that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. this is your neighborhood. At the same time, I do say hello to everyone. We know each other. We know our dog's names. Our neighbors come up from down the hill to go for runs together. They come here for yoga. These are our neighbors. Yeah. The weather that's called a growth mindset. If we look for things to complain about in life, you can look at everything, everything. And then it's like a to-do list that you like have to check off like clutter. So the weather, I never look at it as like something that can stop me. Mm -hmm. However, I'm aware of when my moods shift. So I think that it's really real for people, seasonal disorder. However, for me, because I don't have that, I know that if I look outside and talk about the rain, is it because I have nothing else to talk about? Mm. Like sometimes in an uncomfortable situation. So if we all worked in a corporate environment and I didn't really know anyone and I, it rarely happens for me because I do want to go deep into conversation or be productive. So I do think that it's kind of like that conversation around, how's it going? Good. Oh, good. Right. That it's like, how's the weather? Like, it's just like a light conversation that people can talk about if they don't know what to talk about. Yeah. So I think it's okay. However, for me personally, I don't want it to stop me right Mm. in my goals. So when it rains and I just started to run five months ago, I'm a new runner. I don't want to get out of the habit. It took me a while to go, what can I do instead? And a while is like a day. And then I was like, oh, there's community centers. I'm going to go to the gym. I don't have to spend a $300 pass at the hottest new workout thing. I can spend $7 and go to the community center. That's amazing. It's amazing. I joke often with you that you don't usually know what's going on in the world, which I love because if something really is happening, your husband or I will say, Sess, you need to know something. And you don't talk about the weather. It can be pouring rain. And you literally have to go and look at your window to see what the weather's doing. You're like, oh, is it raining here today? I don't know. (laughs) And I think that that's a beautiful way to live. It's beautiful perspective. What the leader was sharing was that they celebrate the rain. Like they need the rain on a farm. And so for something that we are in fear of, or it's like the lowest common denominator of speaking, like the farmers are dancing for, we can't have droughts for them. And I live in Squamish where it's been so dry. It's been so, so dry this month. And the impact of that is there's no snow here. It hasn't been so wet. The snow is much higher up the mountains. It also hasn't been cold. And because it was so warm, we like really missed fall. It was like so warm 
the rivers were dry and there was not an abundance of salmon. The bears couldn't get into hibernation mode. And then when it rained for a week, then the rivers flooded, then the salmon came, then the bears went crazy and we had to close certain areas of our community off because the bears were ravishing. They were trying to eat as much as they could. And my friend down the street said she looked up and there was a bear snoozing on her neighbor's shed because the bears are just like, give me more, give me more. And so I look and I think of the rain filling the rivers, bringing the salmon back. And I'm like, let's do the salmon dance. And because we often talk about my sweet Bernadoodle, Bernie, he literally thinks he's a bear. And so if we go for runs and there's a river, Bernie jumps in and thinks he can catch a salmon. And I'm like, no, Bernie boy, you got to get out of there because those are for the real bears. And he has a really thick coat. And so if it's raining, it means he has to put his rain suit on and he does it so reluctantly. And it just makes me think of how as humans, we approach the rain. And yet if I let Bernie run without his rain suit, he was so happy, except then he's a full dreadlock. So when it rains, Bernie either thinks he's a bear and wants to hunt the salmon, or he has to wear his rain suit. And then I think he's a little embarrassed. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I share that perspective of like, we're entering a season where it's really easy to talk about the weather, like the weather. And Mm -hmm. I am like, how do we celebrate these pieces and realize the areas and spaces of the world that that need this so badly. And Mm -hmm. speaking to a farmer, you know, she said that she was only 10 years old and how much that has shaped her life. And I thought that was so important. And I think the power of neighbors, and it's not that it's just this time of year, it's just, especially this time of year, the days are shorter. People might not all be out all the time. What do we need? How do we show up? And, you know, previously in the city, I used to make gingerbread people and give them away. And this year I decided that we're going to make gingerbread people and give them to our favorite small businesses in Squamish because they have made such a difference. It's like we have one favorite coffee shop, one vet. Bernie's doctor is such a doll. Bernie just loves going to the vet. And those are the places that make this community what it is. So I think there's something there about neighbors maybe not being next door um, and they can't be next door. I think it's about community that you would consider like neighbors and what is community. And that feels like the perfect segue into why does community matter so much at the Corker Collective and what have you seen as it relates to the power of community from a business lens well, the office is dispersed, our people are remote, the team is across the province. And yet I still feel like we constantly speak of community. It feels like it's part of our, our language. Why does it feel important from a business perspective? What I find is that people have gone through our programs, they've connected with you or seen you, they've received coaching, they've come to events, and they resonate mm-hmm. with who we are, why we do things, our mission and our vision and Mm. very human. So our community is everything from business athletes, parents, like everyone. Right. Mm. And it's really important that we continue to show up as you and I do. And as our collective does and our community, Mm. because we keep opening up the space for people to be themselves. 
and to ask themselves the questions, you know, right now people have been executives for a decade and now we're considering, is that what I want to do? And we're asking those questions. Like, what are your passions today? Not a decade ago. What are they today? Mm-hmm. I also think, you know, what I heard from our last week event is that people are just so thankful that we keep showing up in different ways that surprise them for mm-hmm. them to keep showing up as themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, we've said this before. Seth Godin always says that people like us do things like this. People like us do things like this. And I think that on the other side of the pandemic, we often ask the question of, who are the people and what are they doing and how do we know how to find that group? And sometimes we will resort to what's online. And I think that real community can come when we gather offline. Right now, it feels really special. It feels much more intimate than ever before. It feels vulnerable. It might feel scary, yet we're experiencing like this whole new side of humanity come together. And I want to preface that with I should say that when we host community cohorts, for example, they are done online and that still feels really intimate. It's alive versus consuming social where you think you're a part of something because you're witnessing what someone else is doing, yet you haven't actually been a part of it, if you know what I mean. Whereas, you know, even in coaching situations that might be held online, they must be a contributor to the conversation there. They don't get to sort of just come and consume whatever is happening. So Yes, I think community exists and we have declared it to exist to create spaces for people to be themselves and witness other people being themselves. How beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, truly. Ah, bless. Okay, so in the name of rain or shine, loving thy neighbor, the power of community, I'm wondering how you're rolling into this final month of the calendar year 2022 Do you have one nugget on each of those? Is there anything that you can share on how those are showing up in your life for this final month? So rain, community, and neighbors. And the spoiler, friends, if you're listening, is ask yourself this very same question. Mm -hmm. How is the weather? How are my neighbors? And how is my community? How am I being of service to those Mm -hmm something is coming up around being open in the invitation, you know, Mm. being open in the invitation. So I typically look for the people that don't have family around the holidays and invite them in, right. Offering yoga, staying dry, you know, something Mm. about the holidays, people typically get out of balance Mm. and how can we be the household that helps and supports people in balance, especially, you know, me and you, how can we be the group that supports people in the imbalance or the beliefs that are created around December? Yeah. People don't hire in December as a belief, right? Yeah. So how can we just keep showing up for people going? Is that so? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I think that's so, so essential because the belief of people don't hire and also the belief that people don't fire are both incorrect. People will be hiring and people will be firing. And to know that the community needs people, that those things can be true and it's okay. It's really, really okay to hold that as truth. And I want to acknowledge that you are going to see some sunshine in December. 
And that feels like a 2022 goal that you are making happen before the clock strikes. So what comes up for me in sharing that is it's the final month and don't let the weather stop you from achieving a goal. Don't let the weather get in the way of anything of one month until the finish line of the year. That feels so, so true. And I just want to reiterate that if you want to bake some cookies or drop off some oranges or write a note to small businesses that make your community really special, I think we think that they're doing so well. They have a business. Of course, it's great. The reality is that they need our love more than ever. So love thy community, show up for them. And this is the month to make it happen. So with that, take those three, the rain, the neighbors and the community, And here's to the final month of 2022. 